Miss Honey. Okay. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post my new set. It's called Trash. <laughs> circuit parties in the middle of pandemic are trash. trash. Who listened to it? The teddy bear? Trash. 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 <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Hello and welcome to the Hardcore Honest Tea podcast. I am Logan Hardcore when I'm in drags, and when I'm not, like right now, I'm Logan Slaughter. So technically this podcast is hosted by Logan Slaughter. Ah, girls, what a time to be alive. Um, so just like full transparency, a lot's going on in my life, and I'm going to do my absolute best to make sure I hit every deadline. This squeaky ass chair is the most. Don't worry, I'm getting a new one for my new house! Um... Like, I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but we are... I mean, we put it on Facebook, we've told all our friends, like, we're selling our house and we're buying a new one, and, um... Both houses have accepted offers. We've accepted an offer and the house, our dream house, I mean, it's everything we've ever wanted, is, has an accepted offer. We just did our inspection tonight, which is Sunday. And we're hoping to be in contract by the end of the week and be moving in 40 days. So, um, I will do my absolute best to make sure I hit every Monday and continue to hit the Patreons. I want to talk a little bit about the Patreon really quick. It's such a a small little community that I live for. Hold on really quick, you guys. Sorry, that might have been loud, but I needed to move something. Um, it's, I feel, I get minimum listenership of 500 people a week on this podcast. Um, and, you know, some are better than others, and some, you know, it is what it is. But um, over there, it's really, it feels like the people that, are invested in it. And I mean, you are. You're paying $5 or $20. Um, $5, you get a new episode every um, week. And the $20, you get one. You get all of those plus one big normal episode special for you guys. And, like, bonus things. Like, I did a Tina Burner's entire look review. <laughs> That's my opinion! Um... So, Patreon's really fun, you guys. So, if you want to find my Patreon, just search Logan, or Hardcore Honesty, T-E-A, on Patreon, and find us and join the community. Um, like, someone sent a request of, like, what they would like the next, they want something about my life a little more broken down, and over there I'm okay being a little more candid. Like, tonight, I'm gonna talk pretty, pretty openly about, tomorrow on, um... April 12th will be my six months of sobriety. And I'm going to be a little more open about what led there and, you know, how I'm feeling now and where we're at with everything and that journey. But over there is kind of where I let my emotions go. And, you know, I'm not afraid to let loose because I feel like I'm behind a wall. 
And especially the $20 level, we'll be getting something special this month as well. So, um, I think what I'm going to do, I know that I journaled my fourth day of recovery. I have not gone back and read this, and I'm going to open it now and read it. I I might have to, like, take some edits, um, or at least just not say it. So here we go. It's titled Day 4. I guess today would technically be day four of my new sober life. Do I really count the first three, which were such miserable come-down days like I've never felt before? I would be lying if I were to say I didn't see this day coming, but I certainly didn't see it coming the way that it came. Without too many details, I will just say I hit rock bottom. I'm dealing with watching my last living family member, who happens to be my father, die. He's literally standing in the next room. I'm prepping my house with my husband for him to move into it. We are living in construction. I just spent three weeks in Arizona prepping my father's move. I packed up my childhood home, said goodbye to my two best friends and their beautiful families, and began a nightmare of a bad decision. I'm not reading this part. Doing... I'll paraphrase. I'm doing things that would um, put me on walking on a tightrope. Once again, putting all I have in my life at risk. My amazing husband, our home we built together, the chance of fostering, flash forward. We go on vacation to P-Town every year for Columbus Day. Well, again, tempting fate. I, yeah, I'm not saying that. Um, I bought cocaine, I drank heavy, and mixed all of that with my depression pills, and that just wasn't the ticket. Fighting ensues, blackouts like I've never had, and then it's 3 a.m. Saturday night, a.k.a. Sunday morning, and my husband is packing a suitcase telling me he's moving, and... (laughs) We're not going to do that. Um, Back to sleep, waking up, and drinking champagne is the way my next day started. After being told it was best idea by our friend, I got a hotel room around the corner and went into one mode and one mode only. Black the fuck out. That's what I proceeded to do. Luckily, I was smart and FaceTimed with a select group of friends the entire day to ensure my safety. That's how we got here. Day four of my sobriety that I hope lasts a long time. Because I'm ready to be living a life that's a bit different than the one I've been quote-unquote living. I'm going to also read seven days. Here we are, seven days sober, one week from the day that will truly be known as the day that changed my life. This week has taught me more about myself than most of my adult years combined. The one word I keep coming back to is acceptance. This was the topic of the meeting in the second meeting I attended. I have now accepted that I am unable to do this alone, that there is a program and a community of people who are more than willing to help me through this process. This has not been easy. I'm driven by ego, but it's time to realize, no, accept that I cannot do this alone. I have to accept that my drinking has an effect on everyone around me and it's rarely fun. I have to accept that my drinking was at the end the root of all my issues. I didn't buy cocaine and use it unless I was drinking. I didn't go wild and have personality flips midway through the night unless I was drinking and using. This is a very scary time that will be difficult in many ways, I'm sure. I'm sure this will change the structure of many of the relationships I've spent years forming, but it will strengthen the one I care about the most, my husband. I have a beautiful husband with whom I want to spend the rest of my life with, and I was very close to losing that. There's a way to prevent that, and I am willing to take those steps. One day at a time. Woof. Um, 
even just reading that brings up quite a bit of emotion for me. I Like I said, I'm not getting into what led to everything here. I will just say it's kind of... I mean, I can I allude to a lot on here. Um, I watched Demi Lovato's documentary, and I related to a lot of it. I feel like the song Dancing with the Devil was written for me. I never used heroin. I never used anything with needles. But, you know, just judging by the way that everything was going, it would not surprise me. Oh my god, I feel like I'm going to cry saying that. It would not have surprised me if it led to that. And I know myself, and that would have led to my death. Um, you know, I moved to New York at 17 and began drinking in excess. I didn't do drugs until I was 19. Um, and once I started doing cocaine, it was just, it just snowballed. Um, part of my six months, um... You know, for those of you that know the program, I'm doing my ninth, eighth and ninth step. Currently, I'm doing my eighth, um, getting ready to start ninth. Um, but I've written down my autobiography, and I also did a timeline of when I started drinking, when I started using, when it, like... And to see the snowball effect was really powerful for me. Um, because when it's on paper, there's no denying. There was an issue, and it was only evolving. Um, and I was making really, really horrible decisions when I drank. And, um, just getting careless and reckless. And, um, I, I think I was to the point where it was beyond self-destruction. I just did not, I did not want to deal. Is I think what we could kind of get down to. And the only way for me to not deal and not feel... Oh, that's good. Not dealing, not feeling. That can be our... That can be this week's episode title. Um, I got ju just was drinking in abundance. Um, and I knew going into the weekend in P-Town that I was going to go 100 miles an hour. Rather, it affect who it affected. I didn't care. I just needed... Oh, I have that chair. I am so sorry. Um, even knowing that, like, it had the possibility to ruin my experience, my husband's, our friends that we were with, it was... I was so self-indulged and self... Just me, 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 that I didn't care. Um, but here I am. You know, I'm four hours, three hours away from six months. And I can't believe it. Um, I, I say that, but I also can. I've said very early on in my meetings that relapse does not have to be a part of my story. And I don't plan for it to be. Um... I got sober basically via Zoom in a quarantine. So that's not easy. And I feel like being able to do that, there's not too much that I wouldn't be able to. Um, I do want to say I have a great group of friends. I specifically, and I do, you kill me if I forget you, I don't really care. 
But I will say Jess, Nikki, Corinne, and Renee, other than my husband, have kind of been my, and my father, have been my rock through this, as well as, you know, my sponsor, Trevor, and the people, oh, I don't know if I should say names. (laughs) Um, Well, sorry. Um, As well as... Um, you know, just the people I've met in this program. And if you would have told me that I would be texting with a group of sober people every day, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. And quite honestly, I enjoy their company and find that I have more in common with them than people that I've been in my life for a very long time. Um, and it's not a relationship built around anything but honesty and trust. There's a, there's a immediate trust and honesty in this program because you're all there. You all have an underlying reason. Um, And I think that's what makes it the same thing in a bar. I made friends with who I wanted to because we were in dressing rooms doing the same things. Um, And that, you know, I am very open about this. And I feel the need to be because someone out there is going to hear this story and be affected by it, and know that change can come to them as well. Um, I have no desire to put anyone out on blast, and I will just tell you, in six months, I've received an immense amount of emails asking for just even to talk, to see where people are at. Someone, I just need to talk. I feel like my drinking's getting out of control. I need everyone to hear me now and hear me clear. I don't think that everyone has an alcohol problem. I don't... I also think that we hear the word alcoholic and we go to what we see in movies and it's someone whose life is spiraling out of control completely and they're losing that. It doesn't have to be that. Um, I did not wake up and crave a drink. I did not wake up and drink every day. I didn't drink often at all, but when I did, I drank. And the decisions and my motive to do things, in my mind, qualifies me as an alcoholic. And off also, I'm sorry, but I've tried a hundred different ways to quit drinking and I'm unable to. Woo! Um, you know, and I'm getting back, ready to go back into the work, into doing shows in person, and I really, there's, a, I'm like 80-20. 80% confident and ready to fucking go and you know, it'll be uncomfortable for a minute, but here we go, we got this. And then there's the 20% of me that's like, are you going to be good? Are people going to like you? And like that, I could break down over that. I don't want to even go there because I will. I've become known for a character that drinks and does drugs and does, gets messy and all of that. And I feel like through these last six months, and especially being in quarantine, I've been able to, um, modify and pivot my who Logan Hardcore is and step out more as Logan Slaughter, especially like I'm doing a podcast that, you know, I use my photo and the name on it because, listen, that's called marketing. Um, But I've pivoted in ways and I've evolved my character of Logan Hardcore. And I think if you're coming for to see me get drunk and be sloppy, that's not going to happen. But if you're coming for the shade and the reading and the numbers, like, that's there. There's I've also feel like I've elevated a level. I feel like I'm a Pokemon that evolved. Um, you know, I've ordered new outfits. I'm rhinestoning new clothes. 
I've ordered new hair. Like, I just kind of want to step my game up a bit. Um, I want to do numbers. There's a queen in New York City, Pixie Aventura. And um, we started around the same time. We're in no way close. We can, hey girl, we text once or twice a year. But um, Pixie's one of the most incredible performers to watch because she does, and this, these are her words, she tells the story. And I think there was such a disconnect for me when I was performing for a long time because I was focused on when I was drinking and how I was doing drugs in the middle of the numbers. I mean, that's a whole nother fucking podcast. But I think I took some... I saw her doing something on somewhere on during quarantine. And um, it just made me want to tell the story when I perform again. So, um, you know, there's going to be... A little bit more than just the high kick, high kick, split, carry on, carry on, kick, 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 turn, turn. You know, I probably will be diving into some numbers from Demi's album, Dancing with the Devil, The Art of Starting Over. There are some incredible songs in there that pertained specifically to me in this in this mo specific moment in my life that I feel I can take to the place I love to create most, which is the stage. So I'm just saying... The shows that are coming up, the first little, the first few, you guys are going to be a little bit like a moment. So get ready. Okay. So with that, um, I, we just left the inspection of our house. Like I, moving boxes are arriving tomorrow. Um, I don't want to give much more to that away. I will just say that, you know, I'm immensely blessed that I'm able to do these things. Um, it's really funny. They say in the program, no major changes in your first year, and here I am. And the great thing about my sponsor is we were talking one day, and he was like, you know, there's people in this program that will start saving money on drugs and alcohol, and then they all of a sudden upgrade from their Honda Civic to a Benz. And, like, I just bought a car, and I just bought a house, and, like, a lot of things are changing. And he was like, if you walked into the in-person meetings in Gucci loafers and shit, I would, like, roll my eyes at you. And I was like, I have that, but I'm just... And he was like, but you know this is... Like, it's not a fashion show there. And uh, that's something I've learned. I'm learning how to, like, p people, places, and things. There's time for all of it. Um... And we're there. So I want to talk about something. We're in the top four for Drag Race. I don't know. I haven't... The weird thing is, like, I haven't heard anything about um, how they're doing the finale and reunion. Usually by now, I've heard it all. I don't know anything, um, which is very rare. I think it's probably the first time in 13 seasons I don't have some sort of scoop or gossip. Um... I'm very happy with the four. And I know that Candy's been really controversial for a lot of you. And I hate her. Why do you have such strong feelings of dislike for someone that you don't know? That you know on a television show? You know what I mean? Like, she's a character. And you don't have to like her. You can dislike her. But I really want to know why. Why do you dislike her? And I want valid points. They've all had some crunchy looks. They've all had bad performances. Like, but you're not hating everyone else. Like, it's. I'm very curious to know why people dislike Candelisa Muse so much. Because I personally find her fucking enjoyable. And I'm very happy that she's in the top four. And I think, 
no matter what, if you look at it from a TV editing perspective and a story, she has to... They have to have a perseverance story and all of that. You know what I mean? So... I think that that's definitely the story. Um, here's my prediction. Rosé, I don't see it for her. I would almost see it for Candy before I see it for her. Although, I don't see it for either of them. I don't think there's a world where either of them are winning. Um, I do think it will come down to Simone and Mick. The way I would like it to play out is I would like Simone to win, and I would like Gottmik to go to All-Stars in two seasons. I want her to take some time a year or two and really, like, really fucking elevate even more, because I think Mick has such an incredible mind and a creative personality and a creative team behind her, because I'm sorry to say, I know for a fact she has an immense amount of money and connection behind her. So, her, him, they, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's girl to me. Um, so, I would like, you know, give give him two years and then let him come back and really just fucking shine. Um, I think we'll obviously see Candy on an All-Stars at some point. I think they'll put Rosé... Oh, shit. They can't put Rosé and Jam together because, spoiler alert, Jam's on the one coming up. Um... But I, I don't see it for Rosé. I... And at the beginning of it, I thought Tina would go on to All-Stars, but I don't see that either. That's my opinion! I say it what I say it. <laughs> I think Joey J will get on All-Stars before her. I say it what I say it. How dare you! That's my opinion! <laughs> oh my god, there's an ant. Got it. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Uh, let's see. I, but the thing is, it's, if they do the normal format with the lip syncing, that's going to make it a little bit, you know, shit can get pulled out. If you put Candy and Simona together in a lip sync, I don't know. Simone can embody a song, but Candy can feel a fucking song and make you feel that she's feeling it. Um, I really, I really hope it comes, I hope this is Simone's to win, and she has been so fucking strong and had such a voice for a community that is quite often marginalized on Drag Race, especially by the fandom. Um, she's been unapologetically black, which I find so beautiful. Um, and she does it in a way, okay, here we go, bitch, here we go. She does it in a way that doesn't come off off-putting. I say it what I say it. Because I'm not saying for me, but I have seen certain girls go on that show who are very off-putting with their representation. And it's almost like if it's not black, we don't like it. And I know that that's how a lot of the fandom responded to that person. Girl, this probably just opened up a world of hate. Um, <laughs> but it's not, you know, like I said, that's not how I felt. Um, but I, I think that Simone was perfectly executed in every single way. Every look was thought through and creative and beautiful. Um, I think that her, you know, the train, the do-rag train was 
incredibly powerful. The white dress, when she turned around and it said, say their names. Uh, I mean, she just has an eye and a voice that are just even walking when she's not speaking. You, she speaks mountains and she speaks wonders. It's, it's incredible to me. I can't remember a time before Simone that I think a queen did that. And I want to say that I think Gottmik's polka dotted finale runway was top three looks in Drag Race history. It goes up there from, I don't, I can't even tell you what I would think was better than that. There's nothing that sticks out in my mind like that. God. I'm so sorry, you guys. I've had such a long day. I was up at 6 a.m. It's 9 o'clock now. I was at an inspection for four hours. Like, I, like, the, uh, there's that. There's um, Violet Tchotchke on her give-up year in that purple dress. That, that dress is something I will go back to every day for the rest of my life. I think Bianca in her all silver is with the silver glitter face is an iconic moment. And there's, other than that girl, I can't tell you too many more that I'm gagged over. Sorry about it. So we will see how this plays out. I can't remember if I gave a top four prediction in the first episode. I should probably fucking listen and see if I did. God damn it. I'm not doing it, I'm too tired. If I did, we'll go. I'll find out and we'll go over it next week. But with that said, Simone is my pick to win. I am going to have a very wild week. I loved doing the assumptions. Um, I will tell you this. It was my least listened to episode of all time. I also released it two days late. I didn't release it on the right day. I didn't promote it at all. Like, there's a lot of factors. I want to do another assumptions one. I enjoyed it. Like, we'll do assumptions slash question and answer. Um, I enjoyed it. And with that, you guys, I don't, you know, I'm fine with doing these little half-hour episodes. I don't have too much more to babble about, so I don't feel the need to. I'm working on rescheduling Britta. I'm going to get uh, Monet. I want to get Bianca. And I also have... A couple of New York girls hopefully coming up with the New York season. Oh, and I'm going to get Pet Shop Boy, but I'm going to definitely wait till a couple episodes in on New York, and especially while Jersey's in full swing. So I want to say thank you guys so much for your support. I am getting so bad at doing ads. <laughs> we'll do one next week, you guys. I don't have the energy. <laughs> Girl, and you wonder why I have no, like, legitimate sponsors and I only use a code. Great! That's because I fucking suck at ads unless you're paying me. I said what I said. I can't wait to see how Drag Race turns out. I think it's actually in two weeks. I don't think they're doing it this week. I think it's next week. With that, kids... I am taking my ass to AA. Well, first I'm going to redesign. I'm going to actually design a closet and an office for my new house. <laughs> oh, but, you know, your husband pays for everything. Girl, 
Bye. Oh, I also want to say hi to all the new followers because, you know, when Tina was dragging me all over Instagram, I just, all it did was get me more followers. So, you know, when they throw dirt on your name, sometimes flowers grow. Thanks for coming. I hope you enjoyed the pod. My name's Logan Hardcore, Logan Slaughter, and all I do is tell the truth. It's all unedited and unfiltered, 100% green herbal honest tea.